Three, two, one. Hello, and, and welcome, welcome to, to our first, first official episode of our podcast, Extracurricular. Woo! Okay. So, my name is Samaya. And I'm Vivian. And we are your co host for this podcast. Yes. So, today we'll be taking a look into the case of Kathleen Megan Folbig. I think that's how you pronounce it. Sorry mm, yeah. if you butcher names. Um, Sauce mate. I'm yeah, we're really bad. But, anyways. She's a very infamous Australian serial killer who was convicted for the murders and manslaughter of her four children. So, Samaya, could you please go into detail about uh, that? Yeah, so Kathleen Megan Forgib, she was born on the 14th of June, 1967. So, mm. yeah, she's quite old. Um, she was convicted for murdering three of her infant children. So, the first one, Patrick Allen, at the age of eight months, then... Sarah Kathleen at the age of 10 months, and then Laura Elizabeth at the age of 19 months. She was also convicted for the manslaughter of her fourth child, who was Caleb Gibson, at the age of 19 days. Her crime span was between 1988 to 1998. So in a span of 10 years, she committed these four crimes. So I feel like it took the investigation quite a while to catch mm. on to her. So Kathleen was exposed by her husband after he found her diary, which included detailed recounts of her experiences with her children, right? Mm. So after her husband had read these, he con- contacted the authorities. So for, for Gibbs, so Kathleen, she was originally... Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so oh, bad. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm so bad with these. Oh my gosh. Like, she was originally sentenced to 40 years of imprisonment with no parole period for 30 years. Mm. However, with an appeal, her sentence was reduced to 30 years with a parole period of 25. So to this day, Kathleen maintains that she's innocent. Innocent, right? Claiming that her four children have died from natural causes or some other factor that she's unaware about. Mm. The story of Kathleen's four children, Caleb, the, her first child, was actually, um, he died in 19 days. So he his death was ruled as manslaughter. So Caleb was born on the 1st of February, 1989 and passed away on the 20th of February, 1989. So early on, Caleb was known for breathing heavily, and because of this, he was actually diagnosed with floppy larynx. Yeah, and floppy larynx. Larynx? Larynx? Soz. But basically, this was something that Caleb would eventually outgrow. So otherwise, he was completely healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, on the 20th of February, his date of um, passing away, Kathleen placed Caleb to sleep in the room um, next to theirs, uh, uh, next to the room she shared with her husband Craig. And during that night, Caleb basically stood until up from midnight until 2pm. And he, uh, he was found by Kathleen, and the death was attributed to um, cot death or SIDS. Um, Which is sudden death, sudden infant death syndrome. So when when we were researching about this we found it sus how since their bedrooms were next to each other and their child was awake from especially like a newborn child. yeah a newborn so like 19 days was awake from 12 to 2 crying or like was stirring i think yes yeah, stir- yeah. i mean he 
definitely wouldn't have been silent. Exactly. I know that ch- young newborn children are known for being loud. You know, you have to constantly look after them. them. You know, and especially for a two-hour period, like that's sus. Like, wouldn't you go and check up on your child if they're like this? Yeah, I think. Even the the fact that the husband wasn't, I guess, aware. Yeah, maybe he didn't. I don't know. I feel like it's like. Or maybe they're taking like shifts. Like, oh, you stay up for one hour, three hours, and then you could sleep, and then I'll stay up. Maybe I don't know, but like, I still find it sus how he was up for that long, but they had no idea in a way. And he's nineteen days, right? I feel like at that time, you would be much more cautious. Exactly, exactly. So, Kathleen's next child, Patrick Allen. So, it was ruled that he was murdered by her. So, he was born on the 3rd of June, 1990, right? He passed away on the 18th of February, 1991. So, he lived for a little bit longer, I guess, than (laughs) Caleb. Yeah. Um, Craig remained at home to help. So, when Patrick was born... So Craig, Kathleen's husband, remained at home to take care of his wife and baby for three months. On the 18th of October, Kathleen put Patrick to bed. And Craig, so yeah, Craig, was awoken by the sound of his wife screaming and found her standing by Patrick's cot. He noticed that the child wasn't breathing and he attempted to revive him with CPR. So that's kind of tough, like Mm. a small baby doing CPR. It's risky, right? Yeah. But an ambulance was then caught and Patrick was then taken to the hospital. Yeah. He would later be diagnosed to be suffering with epilepsy and cortical... Cautial? Cautial blindness. So, um, on the 18th of February, 1991, Fall Gibbs or Kathleen telephoned her husband at work to report Patrick's death, saying it happened again. Which is That's very... so sus. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, would that be your first response if you found out? Yeah. Uh, how would you tell your your partner? You'd be like, would you say it happened again, you know? It happened again. That sounds... That sounds... It doesn't... I mean, I can understand maybe um, Kathleen was in shock, but it also sounds, I guess, unempathetic. So now on to Sarah Folbig, who was Kathleen and Craig's third child. So, um, Sarah was born on the 14th of October 1992 and passed away on the 29th of August 1993. Basically, there's not much publicised about the deaths of Sarah and Laura Folbig, the two youngest children, Um, but there are some, I guess, incriminating diary entries that Kathleen, um, that were released to the public that Kathleen had written during her, um, I guess, her... Time, perhaps. Yeah, her the time of her children i mean take for example october 25th 1997 so looking at video looking at the video sarah was boyish looking and then so this is her first children with our first child this is very interesting to say i guess so kathleen was basically comparing sarah to laura so um sarah was boyish looking whilst um laura in kathleen's word was had definite feminine features they are chalk and cheese Mm. i think that um, so these these diary entries were made, at least this one, was made at the time of Laura. So Laura was basically, um, the couple moved around a lot, uh, especially after the past, after the, 
um, the deaths of their children. So um, they, in 1996, they moved to Singleton, uh, New South Wales. And on the 7th of August, 1997, Laura Elizabeth Folbig was born. However, on the 27th of February, 1999, Laura died. And um, these are basically when the most of the diary entries, at least the ones available to the public, are. I think something that also contributed to the um, imprisonment of Kathleen was these diary entries, because in what uh, in the in 1997 November 9th, um, she said, "Think, think I handle." So she's talking about Laura. I think I handle her fits of crying better than I did with Sarah. I've learnt to. I've learnt to, once getting to me, to walk away and breathe in for a while. It helps me cope and figure out how to help her. With Sarah, all I wanted was her to shut up, and one day she did. Oh, Which is... That's... I mean, it sounds very incriminating, mm-hmm. especially if you have that. I but mean, do you even... Does anyone do a diary entry still? Like, in, do you? I don't. Exactly. I mean, like... I, don't do that I mean, I'm not dedicated enough to, personally... I probably wouldn't be able to. <laughs> yeah, same, same. I can relate. All right, so to her background motives and her slash motives, okay. So Kathleen's, uh, Kathleen's, uh, Kathleen's, Kathleen's upbringing was also really interesting, right? Mm. So um, on January the 8th, 1969, Kathleen's biological father, Thomas John Brit- Britton, Britton. 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 I'm really... Like, yeah, yeah, you've already seen. Yeah, that. okay. Um, murdered her mother, Kathleen Mary Dovan, by stabbing her twenty four times. Right. So, after her father was arrested, she was placed in foster care. Mm. Throughout her childhood, she moved from foster care to foster care. So we could say that she never had a steady home yeah. or like a place to call home. Right. Mm. I mean, I've heard that the system is not very great, especially for older children i guess yeah so at the age of 15 she left school Mm. and in 1987 so when kathleen was 18 years old she married craig gibson for big i think also uh her being in foster care contributed to the fact that she had to grow up faster than other people i guess well looking at her what her dad did her childhood was quite traumatic. She left school at 15. She got married at 18. She had children really pretty quickly after that. 1989, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's So she had children at the age of 19. Yeah, which I Whoa. guess is very... I mean, I don't know what it was like. It was probably more common back then. But now I think more people are focused. Yeah. Um, towards career mm. and education. Yeah. So now onto the trial. So the original trial lasted for seven weeks, mm. and the prosecution made the case that Fobig murdered her four cho- four children by smothering them during periods of frustration. They backed this up by incriminating diary entries, which were found in her home. Yeah. So as we mentioned with these diary entries before, so um. January 28th, 1998. So this is, I think, with Laura Folbig. So very depressed with myself, angry and upset. I've done it. I lost it with her. I yelled at her so angrily that it scared her. She hasn't stopped crying. Got so bad I nearly purposely dropped her on the floor and left. I restrained enough to put her on the floor and walk away. Went to my room and left her to cry. 
Oh, I can't believe she wrote about it though. Like, how do you? I I I don't know. I mean, I guess diaries. You know, you write what you feel, but at the same time, it's really、um, aggressive the way、yeah. she puts it. And I think this is what made the case for the prosecution. However, the de- the defense、um, alleged that Fobig did not harm any of her children in any way. Instead, they stated that their deaths were due to natural causes, such as caught death. So again, the diary entries were used to show how Fobig was a caring mother. I think in this case,、oh. a lot of it is just context, right? Yeah. This can be taken out of context、yeah. in both ways, I guess. Exactly. So it's it depends how the prosecution and the jury take into the di- take into account for the diary entries. Do they take it in positively or negatively?、Mm. Like I feel like the only way they could have convicted her was how、um, the prosecution, I mean the jury,、um, interpreted these diary entries. Yeah. yeah, I think, especially since she did go on to have more children, and they all ended off, I guess, but, not being. Damn! Like, how can the like? I understand, but like, imagine the husband. Like, the, he found the diary entry, and he's like, "Should I tell the police or not? Should、mm, I protect my、yeah. wife or not? Should I, like, like, imagine the how he might have been feeling、mm. during that." Period of time. All right. So now we're gonna go into the theories in which how her kids might have actually passed away. Yeah. So these are all hypothetical situations,、yep. or at least new research. Yes. Um. This is because she's already been in prison, so the evidence has already been enough. Yeah. However, there's actually an appeal, right, for her imprisonment. Are、uh, you pretty sure? Yeah. So, new research has come out. I think around a month ago. Uh, it's actually September September eleventh, two thousand and twenty. Yeah. And this information came out like what a month August. Or so yeah, so August. Yeah.、Um, Early August. So basically, after seventeen years, um, an international panel of around twenty seven gene- genetic cardiologists, um, have published a peer reviewed paper, um, which potentially proved that Kathleen's um two daughters. Sarah and Lauren were actually、um, their deaths were actually caused by a genetic mutation, whilst、um, a genetic variation in her sons Patrick and Caleb may have caused and therefore led to their deaths. So these findings have actually、um, been raising many questions about Kathleen's conviction. Yeah.、Recently. Oh gosh, that's like. Imagine perhaps the amount of relief she's feeling if she's like, "Yes, you see, I told you I haven't、mm. killed my kids." I think this was these papers were actually、um, released by ANU, Australian National yeah, University. University. It's in yeah, which is pretty big, right? Pretty big uni in Canberra. So the next theory that we found quite interesting、mm. was supernaturals or supernatural powers, right? Yeah. So before we get in. Do, do you believe in supernatural powers? I mean, it depends on what you mean by like ghosts. No. Oh my gosh, I believe in ghosts. Ghosts are scary. I, you know, sometimes after I, I watch friends, a horror movie, I want to be friends with a ghost. A ghost? Yeah, I'll go like, like ghost scare people. Satanic. What kind of ghosts? Oh, it's okay. I don't want to be friends with a ghost <laughs> then. Ghosts are the um. 
at the souls of dead. of dead people, and they wander around Earth until they. Oh, they I heard that. So I... maybe they're not satanic, you know. Who knows? But they seem so cool. What the hell? Mm. Um. Yeah, but my mom believes in superstitions. Oh, same. <laughs> I feel like that's every immigrant um, parent. What once what happened was, um, a bird flew into the windscreen. Oh, yeah, continue, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it flew into the windscreen and um, it died instantly. And I called my mom up, like, Amo, Amo. And she's like, yes, Sum, what's up? I'm at work. Why are you calling me now? Mm. And I'm like, a bird just died in front of my eyes. And she got so worked up. She's like, what do you mean a bird died? Is it alive? Is it alive? And I'm like, oh, no, it's dead. I said, it died, right? Then she's like, this is bad luck. This is really, really bad. You have to go pray now. Something bad's going to happen. Oh. We don't know. Like, something so bad's going to happen. No, yeah, I remember my mom said the same thing. Like, because a bird, um, she saw a bird, like, knock into a window. And she's yeah. like, someone's going to die soon. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jesus. Um, and then she was like, something. So she was like, you better pray now and ask, like, God for forgiveness. And I was like, yeah, oh I, yeah, I'll bring out the prayer mat. I'll go pray. Yeah. So I prayed and everything. And then, yeah. yeah, and then the next day, <laughs> the next day, um, yeah, I was coming home oh, from God. the, and I was, I got off the train and <laughs> I was walking up the stairs in the station and I suddenly fell to my death. Like, <laughs> I fell Is down. that when you <laughs> fell down the stairs? I had a fat balloon knee. <laughs> That was the bad luck my mom predicted. So yeah, I think I'm superstitions, man. Superstitions. Um, oh my- I couldn't bend my knees. <laughs> so basically, in Filipino culture, there's this thing where if you take a photo and you crop out your head, that means that you're gonna die. So one time, I took this photo, and I didn't like how my face looked, so I cropped out my face, and then I posted it. And then my mom was like, you need to delete it straight away, or else you're gonna die. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll delete it. But, you know, if I didn't delete it, man... You might not have been healed. You would have known what happened. So, let's actually get into the case now. Alright, so, another theory to how Kathleen's four kids had passed away was to do with supernatural powers. Mm. Big gave an inquiry into her conviction, believing that supernatural powers took her children away. Which sounds very interesting. I mean... First she says, or first she says supernatural, then she says natural. natural. But I feel like she's gotten to an extent where she's like, how did my children actually pass yeah, away? Yeah, that's true. The prosecution and all of these officials are saying it's not from natural causes. I maybe have not killed him. I don't know. But so, so I have like, to I have to blame something. Yeah. So maybe it's supernatural powers, right? Mm, yeah. So on the 27th of April, 2019... Kathleen gave an inquiry to the New South Wales Coroner's Court stating specifically how her how beliefs were ingrained in her and that these things were beyond my control. That sounds... It's very vague, you know. Like, what does she mean when she says these things? Does she mean like... And her beliefs uh, were uh, ingrained? What do, I mean, it can, it can mean supernatural. I'm yeah. Not, is that what she specifies? Um... We're going to get to that very soon. Mm -hmm, In her diary entry, there are many strange things written, and some include, I had a belief that fate, karma, God, um, a spiritual thing, that there was another reason to why all of this was happening, right? She 
um, wrote that her newborn Laura, so her fourth child, had saved her life by being different. And then she again, as I previously stated, said that there were things beyond my control. So obviously she's in this like area. Obviously mm. she's talking about something. Yeah, I feel like she can mean it in the way like supernatural ghosts, I guess, and stuff. Yeah. Or it could be meant in, I guess, the way like natural causes. Yeah. Back to the trial. So the former New South Wales District Court Chief, Reginald Blanche QC, who was residing over the inquiry, asked, Are you saying to me that you believed that there was some natural power that took the uh, that took the other three children away from you and you are concerned that the same natural power would take laura away from you and that she saved her life by being different on that basis and from this um kathleen replied yes along those lines i can actually pull up the diary entry here we said it earlier but she basically states that Sarah was boyish and then Laura was feminine. And that um, because of this, she saved her life by being, I guess, feminine. Or I guess being just, and truthfully, just as well, wouldn't have handled another one like Sarah. Yeah. Which is kind of awful to say about your child. Your child. But maybe, I guess, it could be interpreted like she's just trying to cope, you know. Or it could be just, she's... Who knows? Who knows, honestly, what's going inside her head? Yes, those are the facts that suggest how Kathleen's kids died from natural causes. Yeah. Well, it, like, really depends. Like, now I'm thinking, like, oh, the diary entry maybe can refer to some other massive external Mm. power to how her kids had passed away. I mean, it's not vague in the sense that she doesn't explain what has happened it's vague in the sense it's not like she's writing a book yeah it's vague in the sense where she's i guess you can't tell she doesn't specifically write that oh she murdered them or she didn't yeah it's always just as she's about to she does it you know if Mm. that makes sense so did kathleen actually murder her kids Mm. so most people do believe that she did murder her kids. Yeah, um, I mean, she's known as Australia's best female serial killer. killer. So, but it depends how they interpret her diary entries and how they interpret, like, her, mm. in a way, I, I guess. I guess her personality as well. Yeah. Um, the Crown Prosecutor had raised uh, with the jury the question of why Kathleen would have not just picked up Caleb out of his bassinet. Which suggests that instead of her of Caleb dying from natural causes, he actually she was actually uh, she actually smothered, smothered him. Yeah, yeah, smothered Caleb. Um, the crown prosecutor also suggested that the jury um, to the jury that it did not make sense that Kathleen had awoken to go to the toilet fifty minutes after Caleb had um, gone to sleep after two restless hours, which suggests that he cried. So she woke up, she was there, she was present, and he was crying, so she smothered him, basically. Yeah. Because she was just so desperate, I guess, for sleep. 19 days, and she's like, I can't take this anymore. I want to, yeah. Yeah. So it's something also really, really suspicious, and I think really helped the prosecutor's case, was that she said in her diary specifically, um, I am my father's daughter, 
Which... And if we, we recall, her father um, m- murdered her mother by mm. stabbing her 24 times. Yeah, she's basically trying to suggest that she had murdered someone, Yeah, yeah. Which is awful, but at the same time, when she was questioned about it, she actually stated that she means her father was lazy. But I mean, you know, she can always go back on her words. Exactly. So that is it about Kathleen's mm. case, right? Yeah. So she's still in prison. Let us know. Yeah, if you guys... Um, what you think happened to Kathleen. Yes. Yeah. We'd love to hear how you feel about the case and also generally how we spoke in general. For our first episode. Oh, gosh. <laughs> general, uh, general. We're not very good at this. <laughs> yeah. Tell, but we're going to try our best and mm-hmm. we're going to try to be eloquent in our speaking and I hope that we can I hope uh, we hope that we can present these cases to you guys um, better guess, yeah, as better. we go on yeah so please stay tuned for our next episode thank you thank, so much yeah thank you and that's it extracurricular sign out that's so cringy <laughs> <laughs> bye, <laughs> thank you bye, bye.